time for another episode of Front Office Insights, where we do full team breakdowns of all the MLB teams. And we go from the, uh, the, the bottom of the bottom in the prospect system all the way to the top to the front office and, uh, and give you all the information that you need to know for fantasy purposes uh, this season. We go to the Kansas City Royals, uh, obviously a team that is uh, rebuilding. Uh, they've got a lot of uh, interesting young players, i.e. Bobby Witt Jr. We love him. They only won 65 games last year, finished dead last in the American League Central. So let's take a look at the Kansas City Royals, at least from a fantasy standpoint here. And Jim, let's talk about their offseason. Did the Royals do anything to improve themselves? Well, they certainly added some free agent pitchers to try to be at least more competitive in games, something they struggled with last year. I mean, one of the disasters for the Royals is their young starting rotation just didn't live up, kind of like the Detroit Tigers, didn't live up to expectations. So they want to be more competitive, so they went out and signed left-handed pitcher Ryan Yarbrough, formerly of the Tampa Bay Rays, gave him a one-year $3 million deal. They picked up former Orioles right-handed pitcher Jordan Lyles, gave him a two-year $17 million deal, and then brought back Zach Granke on a one-year $8 million deal. And then uh, they got the former Yankee closer, Roldis Chapman, on a one-year $3.7 million deal with incentives. So in free agency, Yarborough, Lyles, Chapman, and Granke uh, to try to help there. They made some trades, but it was more about opening up spots for their prospects. They traded the often injured shortstop Aldoberto Mondesi to the Red Sox for left-handed reliever Josh Taylor. They traded center fielder Michael A. Taylor to the Twins for a couple of bullpen relievers, left-hander Evan Sisk and right-hander Steven Cruz. Um, and so basically the whole concept of these deals were, you know, let's let's stop blocking the prospects, let them play, and where they're not prospects, you know, let's put pitchers in there that can at least let us compete. So, you know, they are building. They do have a young core position player, so we'll get to in a minute. Um, and I think that they've got a chance to really to clearly finish ahead of the Tigers uh, because I think their pitching will be a lot better this year than it's been. Yeah, well, we've looked at the Tigers pitching already, and that's, uh, that's not a, a high bar to have been set. So uh, as much as I dislike a guy like Brady Singer for fantasy, he's definitely better than what the Tigers are throwing out there. Let's start off with the uh, with the position players. Let's go around the diamond. Let's talk about who we like for fantasy purposes, uh, and we'd be willing to draft. Behind the plate, Salvador Perez. Uh, MJ Melendez backs him up there behind the plate as well, but he's also uh, can, can DH. Um, Vinny Pasquantino, Pasquatch uh, at first base. Michael Massey at second. Hunter Dozier, ooh, at third, Bobby Witt Jr. at short, and then here's the here's the, here's the issue for the uh, for the Royals. I mean, a big issue. Nate Eaton, Kyle Isbell, Edward Olivares. They had Drew Waters, who was a a, a touted prospect uh, when he was with the Braves, but he's all banged up right now. I don't know. I mean, listen, Pasquatch, Perez, Witt, Melendez. And then I'm on the fence about Massey. How about you, Jim? Yeah, so, I mean, we'll start with Bobby Witt Jr. Um, he's the first-round pick in fantasy, and someday, I've said it, and, I'll, and, I, and I mean it, he'll hit 40 homers and steal 40 bags someday. Um, I had one of the last guys to do it, Alfonso Soriano, when I was GM of the Nationals. He did it, and Bobby Witt's got those skills. So someday it's going to be 40 homers, 40 steals, and the reason he's going in the first round 
is literally he could do 30-30 or 35-35 right here, right now, and that's why. Um, he's going to steal bags at will. Uh, he, he finally gets to play shortstop, doesn't have to worry about playing third base. You know, he's got his position. He owns it now. Um, I expect a big year from Bobby Witt. You know, I know his batting average was down, so a lot of people are fading him. Kid's going to be a star. There's no question about it. So enjoy enjoy the time. Love to have Bobby Witt at shortstop. All right. Uh, Salvador Perez is still a top five catcher. I'm not telling you I would take him over uh, JT Romuto or Will Smith or Adley Rutschman, but right after those three, I think Salvador Perez should be in the conversation. I think he'll bounce back and be the guy he was when he was healthy a couple of years ago. Um, I love MJ Melendez. And look, I know a lot of people say, well, I don't know how many games he's going to catch. Well, he's going to play even if he doesn't catch. And this kid can hit. He's got great upside. So he's a good gamble player, especially with, with his ADP. Uh, Pasquatino can hit. There's no doubt. He can hit. He, he, he can slug. Uh, fun guy to watch. Um, so I like him a lot. A good player. Uh, so I'll, I'll take him. And then um, Michael Massey, I'm a fan. You know, I'm, I'm, There's just too many better second basemen that are more proven. But I think Massey will win that job at second base. I do. Um, so, you know, he, he's, he's an option, you know, if, if you're in a league and second base and shortstop are gone, you're looking for a middle infield bench help. I don't think it's a laugh to take Dick Massey, um, and kind of a sleeper that people don't talk about because he was such a, such a bad year last year, but Fran Mill Reyes is in camp on a non-roster contract and he's got a lot of power. You know, if they, if they're not happy in the outfield and decide to put Melendez in the outfield and Reyes DHing. You know, you might get 30 homers there, but I, I wouldn't count on it. He's more of a, a waiver claim kind of guy. So bottom line, it's Witt, it's Perez, it's Melendez, and it's Pasquantino, all four. It's Witt, it's Perez, it's Melendez, it's Pasquantino. What I love about Bobby Witt, and I'll just say this, yes, he's going he's going to be playing shortstop, but um, with the way, without top-heavy third bases – uh, and how deep shortstop is, I actually I don't mind taking Bobby Witt early, sticking him over at the hot corner, and then drafting another shortstop, another one of these really high-end shortstops uh, as well. I think it's a, a, a rock-solid move. Or if you are picking on the wheel, Jim, you know, the opportunity to take Witt and Machado so that you have Witt at short and then Machado at third, uh, I think it's a nice way to build your draft. Definitely yeah, it's do. delicious. No doubt you could go wit Arenado if you wanted to or wit Devers if you wanted to, but uh, wit Machado certainly would be my first choice. I'm in on that. Let's go to the mound here for the Kansas City Royals. Brady Singer, Zach Greinke, Jordan Lyles, Ryan Yarbrough, uh, Brad Keller, and then you've got Daniel Lynch, uh, Chris Bubich, and, uh, and Jonathan Heasley. Uh, another couple of names thrown out there. I mean, these aren't trustable names, Jim. Like these are, to me, these are streamers. This is, you know, if you're playing in a league where you can make random pickups and start a guy randomly, or if, you know, you're in a points league uh, and you you want to stream a starter, maybe if the matchup is right. But I, I just don't see any of these guys being trustworthy on a fantasy roster, especially one in, in like weekly leagues. And you say, all right, here we go, let's give it a whirl. Verbally retweet. If I were to take a starter, it would be Singer, <laughs> but I prefer to have none of them. Let's go to the bullpen. Araldis Chapman, Scott Barlow. Right now, it's what we've, we're looking at. Barlow, the incumbent. Araldis Chapman, they pick up. Could be a lefty-righty situation, but 
I have a sneaking suspicion Chapman's got the uh, the, the the possibility of just kind of supplanting Barlow completely. Yeah, I, I think the point you're making, and I agree with it, is if you draft Barlow as your closer, handcuff him with Chapman. You know, yeah. I, I think you, I think you've got to do that. That way, you're safe, and you're safe in so many different ways, right? Because at some point, if Chapman were to come back and be the closer, they'll trade him at the deadline. They'll trade him back to the Yankees at the deadline if they have a need or some other contending team. Um, and, and so you may end up with two closers, uh, you know, by the second half of the year. I think Barlow deserves to be the closer to start the year. He was so good last year. But I wouldn't take him without handcuffing Chapman so you're protected. So good call on that one. All right. Um no rookies to to speak of on the uh, on the big club roster as it is right now. Uh, let's look at their farm system here. Anybody on the way? And please tell me that there's like legitimate outfield help on the way because if if I'm looking at Eaton, Isbell, and and Oliveris as my options here, Jim, I, I'm gonna be very sad. Um, I like Gavin Cross. He's coming. So there, there's probably the best prospect they have in their system would be Cross. Um, he's not major league ready, so a couple years away. Um, they've got some other prospects, um, but honestly, nothing that really moves the needle for me. There's a lot of people that like Nick Lofton, who is a second baseman, maybe can play outfield. Um, they've got some pitching there. Uh, ben Kudma is a guy people like. Um, there's a shortstop, Michael Garcia, who will be blocked by Witt, so will have to change positions. An outfielder, Tyler Gentry. There's a third baseman, uh, Caden Wallish. Uh, Cross is the only one that moves a needle for me, though. But uh, there's, you know, other scouts like those other guys as big leaguers. But, you know, you and I like the high-end fantasy guys, right? I think Cross is the only one they have in the system that can do that. I don't think I've heard you so down on a farm system and and all of the front office insights that we've done so far. Well, I think the reason is the Royals have them in the big leagues, right? So Melendez is there, Pasquatino is there. And Bobby Witt is there. And so so that's the reason, because they've already graduated. And I think it's really disappointing that all of their draft picks on starting pitching, like the Tigers, just has either been injured or hasn't panned out. And I think, you know, that that's why the lesson for people that are rebuilding, the lesson for people that followed the Royals and Tigers model is look at where the Orioles are. Look at how the Astros got there. The Cubs got there. The Nationals got there. It's drafting position players early and then pitchers later and then trading for pitchers or signing pitchers as free agents. The formula of just using all your picks on pitchers didn't work. And ironically, the last time the Royals built World Series teams, they they used the draft picks on position players, right? Michael Moustakis and Alex Gordon and Eric Hosmer. And that's how they built the last one. But this go around, they decided to go with pitching, a lot of college pitching. And it just it's, it hasn't panned out. And that's why, you know, a team like the Orioles or the Arizona Diamondbacks with Corbin Carroll and and uh, and Drew Jones and, and Jordan Lawler, what they've got coming. I mean, those are the organizations that are going to build and be contenders. And I think the Royals and Tigers learned a royal lesson they can roar at. Interesting. I see what you did there. I like it. I like it. All right. Well, um, I mean... I don't really know if they've got the components to trade. I don't even know if I need to worry about what they've got because they're not trading Pasquantino. They're not trading, I mean, Bobby Witt. They're not trading Melendez. Um, I don't see anybody on this roster, to be perfectly honest, I don't see anybody on this roster uh, with the exception of maybe Araldis Chapman 
as being worthy of actually even trying to restock any of the farm system there. I, I, I don't even know what they have as far as assets here uh, at the big league level. Do you? Um, I, get, I think it has to be the back end relievers. I think Scott Barlow and Aroldis Chapman, if they if they're both dominating in July at the trade deadline, I think you trade both of them. Yeah. I, I think that's what, what you're going to have to trade. Um, I know Royal fans don't want to hear this, but you know MJ, MJ Melendez should be catching, not playing another position. And I know Salvador Perez is the face of the franchise, but he's in his 30s. And if you could trade him to a contender and get three prospects back and let Melendez be your everyday catcher, that, that might make sense. I know people don't want to hear that. And if you want, if you want Perez to finish his career with the Royals and you want him for the next five years, that's fine too. Then you should consider trading Melendez and seeing what you can get in return for him because it's tough to have two catchers of that caliber sitting there on the same team. All right. Well, as we wrap up the Kansas City Royals in our front office insights, Jim, I always ask for one sleeper and one bust. Can't use Bobby Witt as a sleeper, Jim. <laughs> I'll use a role with Chapman it. then. Yeah, I'll use Chapman. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I had a conversation with their GM the other day, and he said that Chapman's throwing 99, and he's got command of the secondary pitches. So maybe he's a comeback story. So I'll use him as a sleeper. And as a bust, um, I guess I will use um, any of the outfielders <laughs> or any of the starting pitchers. Or all yeah. of the outfielders and all of the All of the pitchers. above? <laughs> I'm not trying to be mean or funny, actually. It's just the way I see it. I understand. I understand. Well, you know, we got to spit a little comedy on there. We don't know if any of the Royals' moms or sisters or wives are actually listening to the show right now. So uh, we'll do that. All right. That's going to do it here for the Kansas City Royals, at least from a fantasy perspective. Uh, as always, we appreciate you guys tuning in to our front office insights. You can uh, listen to all of our Major League Baseball team breakdowns on the SXM app or just go to the fantasyalarm.com. Go to the, the free fantasy baseball draft guide and you can just look up all the front office insights that we've done uh, 